Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada, Sunday at 9 p.m. So come on out and join me. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me. So let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And also thank you to my listeners, my guests, and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Well, how's everybody doing this weekend? I hope you um, had a good weekend. Um, today marks the second day of our lockdown here in Ontario. 26 more days to go for the southern part of Ontario where I reside. And uh, well, we'll see what happens at the end of the day when it the end of the lockdown. So my morning show, you know, I was talking about that, uh, you know, people facing eviction, um, having the online um, eviction, you know, um, not really giving the people the opportunity to, you know, argue their case. Some people just don't have access to a computer, access to Wi-Fi. And that so, and this is, you know, from last spring, you know, since people been been, uh, behind on their rent. And potentially, you know, becoming homeless. Now, we have homeless problems already here in Canada, and we don't need to keep adding to it. You know, for decades, we've had homelessness in Canada. And that news has been propping up more and more, more prevalent than ever before. 
government officials are talking about it. You know, whether it's at the federal level, the provincial level, or the municipality. You know, is it because more and more people are becoming homeless? Are they becoming more visible because to me, it's always been visible. It's not like these people were in hiding and they decided to you know, come out into the open. You know? So homeless in Canada, important facts about homelessness that we all need to know. There are many reasons why people become homeless in Canada. Loss of employment, family breakup, family violence, mental illness, poor physical health, substance abuse, physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, and a lack of affordable housing. Sadly, the number has increased in recent years and many Canadian communities are in the midst of a homeless crisis. This is especially true for Toronto, the country's most populous city. How did it become, how did it get this far to become a crisis in Canada? How did we allow it to get that far. I really don't know. Who is homeless in Canada? Here are five things to know about who is homeless here in Canada. Women. The number of women who are experiencing poverty and homelessness is on the rise. 27% of shelter users are women. 16% of senior women live in poverty. And across Canada, 1.9 million plus women are living on a low income, dangerously close to homelessness. And we ask, why is this? Women are much more likely to be victims of violence and assault on the streets. In fact, many women will stay in an unhealthy, sometimes violent relationships instead of putting themselves on the streets. Secondly, one in four are indigenous people. Indigenous people are overrepresented in the homeless population despite making up 5% of Canada's population. In fact, indigenous peoples are eight times more likely to experience homelessness. This is especially true in urban areas such as Toronto and the Metro Vancouver area. This can be um, attributed to uh, historical trauma discrimination and racism. 
which translates to limited opportunities. Extreme poverty and lack of adequate housing and supports also put them at higher risk for homelessness. For the past few years now, the government has been really working hard with the communities of the indigenous people. But is it enough? Should we, should we be doing more? Absolutely, we should be doing more. Giving them the supports that they need. Every support that they need. Number three, is children and youth. Children and youth homelessness is growing at an alarming rate. To give you a better idea, one in every seven living in a homeless shelter is a child approximately 20% of people experiencing homelessness are between the ages of 13 to 25. Not having a home is particularly challenging for young individuals as it impacts their education and health care. As a result, they are extremely high risk of, uh, of school dropouts, involvement in crime and victims of human trafficking. Homelessness can have a lifelong impact on their mental and physical Number four, the number of homeless veterans is growing. The number of homeless veterans is growing year by year, the highest being in Ontario and British Columbia. And it is veterans face unique challenges and difficulty in transitioning back into civilian life after military service. These individuals experience high rates of mental health issues such as anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and addictions. Due to the lack of support programs, many veterans end up on the streets. Men and women of our, of our military, here in Canada, is all voluntary to join the military. And you would think the government would have better programs in place for the veterans. And not just for the veterans, but for everybody who is experiencing homelessness, that we do need better services. The people that work hard helping the homeless are limited to what they can do. Now another one, <clears throat> this is called the hidden homelessness. Hidden homelessness refers to those who are homeless, but not out on the street. For example, they might be living in their car or staying with friends or family members. According to Statistics Canada, 
one in five will stay in the situation for at least one year. People with a history of childhood abuse as well as people with disabilities are more likely to experience hidden homelessness than others. So it's not just the people that we see on the streets. In fact, it could be a co-worker. Could be somebody that you know who is in this category of the hidden homelessness. And they won't tell you that they are. So what can we do? Homelessness in Canada is a complex problem that demands a response from governments, service providers, service recipients in the community at large. We need to support each and every person that is on a journey out of homelessness. Whether it is providing safe and affordable housing units, addressing issues around mental health and addiction, or connecting individuals and families to other support services, we're there to provide tangible solutions and lead to a positive outcome. Well, affordable housing units uh, we have some here in the city of London where I live, but it's not enough. We have an old building uh, in the east end of the city that is three quarters already been knocked down, but it's taken them years to do it for whatever reason. It's just in, most of it's just in a pile of rubble. It's just a disgrace to the city. You know, they need to tear down the rest of it, clean it all up, and build affordable housing. That's what they need to do. That'll be another start to have affordable housing for people. You know, just down my street, you know, they have uh, put in um, trailers Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Um, you know, this, mo uh, this morning I was out here talking about um, online evictions from the Landlord-Tenant Board here in Ontario. And, you know, many people, you know, um, will more than likely be evicted from their homes because this stems back from the last spring um, lockdown and the slow recovery that we've had, you know, getting people back to work full time and so on. And, um, you know, not being able to afford, you know, potentially paying their full rent, you know, 
and um, you know having these online evictions there's people out there who just don't have access to a computer don't have access to Wi-Fi you know so this is very challenging and I mentioned this morning that this shouldn't even be going on you know because people have the right to um, defend their situation in in the in the uh, in the Ontario Tribunal for for tenants and landlords. So, but that leads to being evicted. That leads to homelessness. Nice people will have to, you know, stay with friends, um, relatives. You know, maybe even a shelter. You know, but the problematic problem here uh, across Canada, you know, is homelessness. And right now, you know, during the, you know, the winter months in here in Ontario that we are facing a 28-day lockdown. And that started yesterday. So already you know it's a crisis um that's growing across canada is homelessness and um you know there's obviously I, I mentioned before you came on the show here obviously there's many reasons for this and those many reasons why people become homeless is loss of employment family breakup, family violence, mental illness, poor physical health, substance abuse, physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, and lack of affordable housing. That's just not even a dent in the reasons why. That's some of the reasons why. But that's, you know, really fixed it's the picture of why people can become homeless. And before you came on here, um, who is homeless in Canada? Um, you know, it's women, indigenous people. Children and youth, our veterans, and so on and so forth. You know, you know, we also have the hidden homelessness. This is the homeless, the homelessness that you don't see. And these are the homeless referring to those who are homeless, but not out on the streets. They might be living in their car or staying with friends or family members. One in five will stay in, in the situation for at least one year. People with a history of childhood abuse, as well as people with diet, uh, disabilities are more likely to experience hidden homelessness than others.
You know, what can we do? Now, homelessness in Canada is a complex problem that demands a response from, as I mentioned earlier before you came on here, government, service providers, service recipients, and the community at large. We need to support each and every person that is on a journey out of homelessness, whether it's providing safe and affordable housing units, addressing issues around mental health and addiction, or connecting individuals and families to other support services where they where they can provide a tangible solution and lead them to positive outcomes. Support services also needs funding. Government needs to spend the money on support services. Government needs to spend them on the money for, for mental health and addiction. We need to look really hard at the root of becoming homeless. Now, everything that I mentioned up top here, you know, um, why that happens with employment and family breakup and family violence, mental illness, all these things, substance abuse, all these, all these factors, all these things play a role in becoming homeless. Over the years, this has become just a, a more um, problematic problem across Canada. But why did we wait so long for it to get as bad as it has? I was also mentioning just down the road from where I live, there is a, uh, a, a community center. And then across the street from that community center is uh, McMahon's Park. And so between the two, um, the city here that I live in um, purchased um, some office trailers that weren't being used anymore and um, refitted them, you know, with, uh, with new wiring, electricity, heating. And I think they put seven of them down there um, to hold at least 30 people who are living on the streets here in the city of London. With supports there to help them. They'll have their own sleeping quarters. There is um, a, a, a community space that they can, you know, get something um, hot to drink, something hot to eat. Um, this is provided by the, the social services that we have here in, in London, Ontario. This is for the, the winter. So that, you know, at least, you know, there's people that's going to have some shelter for the winter months ahead of us. And with this lockdown here in Ontario that started yesterday, 
you know, um, you know, these services, you know, are going to be hard to come to, to come by, you know, because now um, they're just not walk-in services anymore. There are appointments, and that's really going to put a strain on people who need these services. Now, as I scroll down here, flip to the next page. Seven common causes of homelessness. Just a second here. Good evening, and how are you? Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Thank you. How are you? I am fine, thank you very much. No problem. So what would you like to um, add to this problem of homelessness that we have? Um, well, I, I found out that... Okay. Guess you didn't want to talk to me. That's fine. That's okay. Well, how are you doing, Pink Squirrel? Uh, how was your holiday? My holiday was very quiet. We did Good. not. We did not have um, family or friends over. No mom and dad over. Um, you know, right now here in Ontario, we are officially in a lockdown. And you said that started what two days ago, or yesterday, or today? I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what you said. Yeah. yeah. So, what does lockdown? What does lockdown mean for you in Ontario? That means only essential services can open. Okay, it's different everywhere. I'm just that's why I'm asking because we're yeah. in lockdown here and nobody's paying attention. We're I guess they're trying to, but they're not. They're not really doing so. So, mm-hmm. like grocery stores, drug stores, um, essential services uh, can be open. Um, okay. You can shop on. You can still shop online and do curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically, um, it was pretty much like the first lockdown. You okay. know, back in the springtime. So here in Southern Ontario, um, where I reside, um, we're looking at a 28-day lockdown. Um, Northern 28. Ontario, yeah, 28 Oops, days. Yeah. Um, Northern okay. Ontario is looking at 14 days, and Eastern Ontario is looking at 14 days because their numbers are um, a lot lower um, than they right. are in, in the big, like in the bigger cities, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, but, you know, they're upset because they have to lock down for 14 days. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, here where I live, it's got to be 28 days. My you know, goodness. So, but, uh, <sighs> yeah, that's how my ours Christmas is, was. So. Yeah. Ours is supposed to be here in Pittsburgh. We're supposed to, um, we were on lockdown from like, oh, I don't know, um, beginning of December until January 4th. So it was, uh, I think it was 21 days that we were on lockdown. So January 4th, they're supposed to lift it. 
but I don't know whether they will or not. It's all by a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that was the so. that was the same with the uh, city of uh, Toronto and the Peel region that surrounds the Toronto area. They their lockdown ended on the twenty first of December, but only to continue for another twenty eight days. Ugh. My goodness. So how is that affecting you business-wise? Are you able to everything shutting down? Go ahead. We're slow. You know, the trucking yeah. industry, the trucking industry has, has been slow since this onset of this pandemic. But um, I'm fortunate and lucky enough that, you know, um, you know, in, in, the, in the products that we deliver and stuff like that, in the manufacturing and everything like that, that, you know, I'm still able to to go to work so okay you know stay safe but i I do want to know that i do want to know i only have a couple minutes but i saw you're on and i always enjoy talking to you i do want to know what the seven reasons for homelessness were that you were going to um find on that second page there i am curious as to that okay the seven the seven common causes of, of of homelessness yes okay so over 9,200 individuals are homeless in Toronto every night. This doesn't even begin to reflect the true number of people without an address that live in the greater Toronto area and the province of Ontario. Many of these people end up living in shelters, in vehicles, on friends' sofas, and, and hopping from one temporary roof to another. In fact, over 3 million Canadians are precariously housed at any given time. So, number one, the cost of living. More than 53% of Canadians live paycheck to paycheck. This means all it takes is for one or two changes in circumstances for more than half of of Canadians to face possible homelessness. And that's the loss of a job, a health crisis, mental illness, Divorce or death in the family would cause many Canadians to fall behind on their bills and leave them unable to make ends meet. Number two, violence and abuse. Family violence is one of the main, just a second here, I'll answer this call here while I'm reading this off there. Thank you for joining the show. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. So, did we not connect? I thought I connected to you. Are we connected now? Yeah. Hey, okay, I think he's there. So, violence and abuse, uh, family violence is one of the main factors that lead to homelessness, especially among women, children, and youth. Many homeless individuals across Canada are youth running from one abusive home or another, often unable to access resources and services doing to be being underage or overcrowding, and youth are particularly vulnerable to being homeless without support. Children within the foster care system um, or involved or with child and family services are more likely to eventually end up on the street due to the unsustainable or unhappy living arrangements. You know what? You need to disco- You need to disconnect caller number three. You need to disconnect yeah. Joe Bob there. Thank you. Yeah, I did. 
That was thank you. Ignorant. All right, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, that's okay. I didn't know you were so busy reading, and I'm like, I yeah. just wanted to make sure. That's okay. Yeah. So keep continue. Let that even blood go. Next one is. So I wouldn't have yeah. thought that. I w- what was number three? I got number one and number two. Number three is mental illness. Uh, I thought that would have been number one, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, mental illness is believed to affect more than seventy-five percent of all those dealing with homelessness a lack of resources, long waiting lists uh, for public or subsidized housing, insufficient treatment options, and complex mental health issues that make it difficult to find stable employment can make it nearly impossible for someone to find secure and permanent housing. Uh, What was the other one here? Oh, number four. Um, unemployment. Well, that they're all kind of interconnected, right? I mean, you think unemployment goes back to the paycheck, goes back to being mentally ill. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yes. they're all <laughs> – it's like a tumbling block, isn't it? You get one and it then is. the rest you, – you, you can't – you're falling down that ladder. You know what I mean? One ring breaks yeah. the next. Yeah, because number so, five is, is lack of awareness and resources where it mentioned it um, back right. up here, Right. And number six is health and safety. And number seven is being a vicious cycle. It's like just a revolving door. Well, you know, when you're unemployed, then you lose your benefits and you can't get the mental health that you deserve. If you're unemployed, then you have mental health issues, which is due to financial. Then, uh, financial. I was surprised at number two, though. Um, I, I assume, too, and there's probably more homeless people than you know because kids are, um, you know, like you said, they don't have an address. So if you you don't even know that the kids are, I hate to say missing, but, you know, they're not even in the system yet before, and they're homeless. So I don't know if they mm-hmm. can be counted. So the number is probably much higher, Yeah, I imagine, Yeah, about all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, during these hard times, I always think, too, you know, I won't, I have enough support. I'm not worried about being homeless. It's not where I'm going with this. But, I, you know, you sit there and you think, and I think I'm lucky I know somebody would take me in. I have good enough family that they would take me in. I'm close enough to them that if I needed a place to stay, something should happen. Not permanently, but you know what I mean? I know that I could have some place to go for a little while. There are people with three and four kids. Nobody wants to take in a family. Look, we're homeless. You want to take me and my four kids in? Like that's, (laughs) I mean, people would, I'm just saying that's, that's a harder, I can't even fathom, fathom that. That just, you know, especially like you said, it's cold. They got no place to go, living in their cars, stuff like yeah. that. So, and, and, and that and that is the one that is the hidden homelessness. Well, and, and that's, the, what, what, that's uh, what that's what they call it. Is is the one is the people that you don't see. You know, as, as prevalent as you would see the homeless, you know, out on the streets during the day or or evening. Right. Yeah, right, like and then, the, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I, I'm, if I am I over talking, there's a oh, little echo for oh, me. So I, I don't oh. mean to. If I'm I'm delaying myself, <laughs> I'm kind of on, I'm kind of on a delay. No, about living in your in the in the cars and stuff like that. Like it's just you got to be thankful. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, the other thing I was saying, the lack of awareness. What number was that? Lack of awareness of social of social um, programs. Or wasn't that number like? Yeah, number five. Yeah, five. I think that was uh, 
that was on there um, for the lack of of, of social problem uh, social services. Yeah, you know so, where the, yeah. So the, it's just basically the lack of awareness of resources. Yes, there's a lot. Um, I was put in a situation there before. Very fortunate again, but there's a lot of sources. But I think they fall more to. How do I say this without being more towards the educated, more those who know how to um, go online and dig and resource those who have a phone, a computer where they can check those things, have access to, you know, at the one time they needed tax records and they needed, you know, and a lot of these people don't have that. So it's kind of like a catch 22. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? They're not aware that these programs are available to them or they, they simply don't know. And to try and get a hold of anybody, it's like a, it's like a rat race. It's a maze. You know, you call this person. Well, am I eligible for this? Yes, but you need this, this, and this. And a lot of those people, if they're living in the car or they're homeless, they don't have all that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The last thing they're going to want to take around with them is their tax, you know, my tax records from two years ago. You know what I mean? Like they don't have easy access to all that information and it is time consuming and overloading. And I mean, that's how we do it here in the States. I, I don't know what the uh, qualifications there in Canada but I mean you just don't go and say I need social services it's it's not hard to do but it's not easy to do because otherwise anybody could say hey I need you know I need medical I need this I need that do you have socialized medical in uh, Canada are you guys socialized do you have social medicine do you know what I'm yeah, asking I, yeah it's um, our, our health care our, our uh, health care system um, uh, it works under um, our tax system, so everybody's paying taxes, and, and it all goes into a pool so that we have access. You know, people, when we say free health care here in Canada, I mean, um, I don't have to have a, you know, I, have, I don't, when I go see my doctor, I don't have a copay, right? It doesn't okay. cost me anything to do that. If I have to go to the emergency room for something, you know, to get stitches or a cast on my broken arm or whatever case like that. It doesn't cost me anything. Um, the crutches are provided to you. You know, every okay. all, all the medical industry like that is all provided because yes. you know, we pay into this. So in, in access, it's not really free. Right? No, but but everybody, I'm certain, I'm certain it's a percentage of your income or a, a, a flat. I don't know how that. I don't want. I don't want to get into. No, it doesn't matter it. income or no income. It doesn't matter. No, but when you pay into it, I mean, like when you get a paycheck, I'm assuming some of that goes for the socialization of me, of medicine, correct? I mean, does it come yes. out of your? Okay, yeah. So yes. you are paying exactly. for it, but you're not you're not directly paying for it when you go right. there. So, That's yeah. Right. So you mean it's not coming from nowhere? You pay into it, but you get out. It's a collective whole, like again, yes. socialized medicine. So, yeah. um, as you know, that's not how that works here. <laughs> yeah. So, no. yes. um, what what about? Okay, here's my question. What about mental care? Are you yeah. covered for? Are you covered for mental care or you stuff like that? Okay. So. So. Yeah. You're getting a bunch of, uh, that's okay. You're getting a bunch of people who are finding the station. Like, I think it's a bunch of kids. Sorry. I don't know if they're there or not, but I think they're like phoning in and like, you got it. So just your show, you ignore them if you want to, but yeah. um, Like your first caller, you know, I think I'm gay. I'm gay, whatever. Okay. They just, they're out there. Okay. Um, No. So 
Um, what about mental care? Are you covered under mental care there for counseling and stuff under your, your guys' plan up there? Um, yes, uh, people um, necessarily who can't um, afford it um, will get that sort of help. Uh, benefits through companies um, that we work for, um, they, they offer that as well. You know, it's like, you know, we, even with addictions and, and, and everything else too, right? So, you know, the company is going to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, even that, even if the company is going to pay for that service, they'll pay for that service for you. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a mental health. And like you were talking earlier too, um, about making an appointment, you know, again, if you're, if you're homeless, you don't know how you're going to get someplace or, you know, you gotta, yeah, it, it's just a complicated system. And, and especially and, with uh, this lockdown going on. Right. For yeah, them to that, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, for in order them to to um, get these services, and I was mentioning I don't know if you heard uh, I was talking about what was going on down the end of my street here, um, the city and uh, the social services um, and the homeless shelters they they put together and were funded to uh, get trailers, and they um, uh, brought the trailers all up to date, and I think there's something like seven of them down there so so there's so there's 30 people who will have a a, a warm place to sleep tonight mm -hmm. you, know, you know and and get up in the morning and, and have something hot to drink and there will be people there who work in the social services to um to provide services to them and, and this is going to go on for the winter months yeah is it uh is it cold there now what what is it What's the temperature yeah, there where well, you're at? Today, well, today it was uh, a little bit better. Uh, starting Christmas Eve and well, all, all day Christmas Day, I think we got a little over two feet of snow. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> spent my day shoveling the driveway yesterday. That was a lot of fun. But that, that can't be something new to you. That's no, not something I'm sure you're surprised about. You're not like, oh, wait, it's snowed. I'm sure you just, I'm sure you're prepared. So. <laughs> I never prepared for winter. <laughs> well, but it's not surprising. Let's put it that way. No, that's right. <laughs> now, the older you get, the more you. Yeah, the more you're like, yeah, I. It Somehow, yeah. when we're young, it seems easier to uh, to shovel that driveway than it does when you when you get older. So. Oh, I mean, especially when I was a kid, it was a blast. <laughs> You know, right. we could we could go out and shovel the neighbor's driveway and, and make a dollar. You know, right? Well, that's the yeah. other thing. I shoveled my neighbor's driveway. My other neighbor's like, "Why are you shoveling?" Because I, I live kind of in the city, so we have to by mandate of the city. We have twenty four hours to shovel our walkway and okay. stuff like that. Just just right in front of it's it's not believe me. It's twenty feet. I don't know thirty feet. It's not very large. But so the mailman can get up and the people who I'm not in the city city, but I'm like right on the outskirts. I'm like urban. So um, my neighbor wasn't home. I made sure he was OK. And I figured, well, we weren't supposed to get the snow. We don't really get fined, but they could find you. You know, if somebody slipped and fell on his little patch of ice, then somebody could be an asshole and whatever. So I went and shoveled this driveway. And the one neighbor's like, why are you shoveling this driveway? Because or his little walkway. It took me an extra five minutes. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh. And I'm like, because I'm being nice, like it just, it floored me that somebody would ask why I'm shoveling my neighbor's little, again, it's 30 feet. It's not like I'm shoveling uphill a mile. You know what I mean? 
And I'm yeah. like, just, I just found it like odd. You know what I mean? Just, so yeah. we got on the topic of, of whatever. But, uh, so everybody's safe and good with you for the holidays. I have to get off here in just a couple of minutes, but I come on, I see yeah. you on there, and I always enjoy speaking to you. I did not do my CV talk because that got old, but I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, you know, I have to I have to sign out with my old 10-4 yeah. good buddy is what I'm going to say. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I have to find so, you out there. Sometimes, if you're ever on late at night, sometimes I throw up a show late at night. See the little pink splashing squirrel thingy there. Go to the live yeah. section if ever if ever I'm on, come and join us. We usually talk about nothing. A bunch of women talking about stuff, but um, I yeah. just wanted to uh, to pop in and say I hope you had a really good holiday and stay warm. And we'll talk again. Great, thank you so much. All right. uh, always a pleasure. Ten four. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Take care. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's always a pleasure to have um, Pink Squirrel out here on the uh, on the show. Um, lovely lady. Um, we always have a good conversation when he comes out, out here. And I certainly don't like the ignorance um, from listeners that are on this show tonight. Um, that, you know, you want to be ignorant, you just go be ignorant someplace else. You know, I have plenty of followers. I have plenty of people out there all around the world that listens to my show. I don't need the ignorant people, plain and simple. So this was this on uh, uh, this um, uh, which I call it the segment of homelessness here. Um, it looks like it'll turn into uh, another segment for another day for tomorrow night. Um, because I will have, um, my morning show and, um, of course, uh, that's the Monday morning show copy with you at, uh, 9 a.m. So if you come on my show, please be respectful. Um, I will simply ignore you and I will also block you. So let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for doing the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my uh, my guests, uh, my listeners, my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Fulman in Ontario, Canada. Have a great evening, everybody. Take care. I hope you can join me tomorrow morning. Thank you.